0: everybody how are you good afternoon good evening and good morning from whatever part of the world you are watching or listening to this program if you can hear me please type i can hear you in the comment section i just want to be sure that i am not speaking to myself it's a beautiful day it's a beautiful day i i although i am used to talking to myself right sometimes <laughs> So I would like you to please type, I can hear you in the comment section so that we can know we're not uh, speaking to ourselves. Yes, I am broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, before we start, I just wanna make sure, um, let's see, give me one, one second. All right yes 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 welcome 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 i see you thank you thank you thank you please like and share this broadcast because uh, there's somebody on your contact list who would definitely benefit from this so let's get started now um i have a very important uh, personality here a very powerful guest a medical doctor a surgeon uh i will start by first of all telling you about him. He has a very, very uh, long profile, but we will just go straight to the basics. So welcome everybody to another episode of The Morale Booster with Dr. John Ugulu. Uh, The Morale Booster is a platform for entrepreneurs, career professionals, leaders, and the general public for giving back to the society through coaching and mentoring experience they say is the best teacher so this program is currently being sponsored by main seed consulting group and for bookings adverts sponsorship inquiries please feel free to reach out to us you would find our contact details um on the screen it would uh, be available for you from the beginning to the end so okay i see people saying they can hear us no problem thank you thank you for joining us yeah, so before i introduce our guest for today i want you to please like and share this broadcast like and share this broadcast because you might just be saving the life of that one person who has been waiting for a lifetime to hear this message like and share this broadcast all right so our guest for today is um ale badia md and uh let me let me ask him if i pronounced the name correctly you're on mute uh unmute yourself sir did i pronounce your name correctly
1: yes you did B- badia badia
0: yes badia okay alejandro badia alejandro, excellent awesome awesome all right so um he, he you know badia studied uh, dr badia studied physiology at um, Cornell University, and obtained his medical degrees at uh, NYU, where he also trained in orthopedics. A hand fellowship at uh, Allegheny General Hospital in Pittsburgh was followed by an AO trauma fellowship in Freiburg, Germany. He runs an international hand, um, an international hand fellowship served on the review board of uh, a hand surgery techniques journal and previously organized a yearly Miami meeting for surgeons and therapists devo- devoted to upper limb arthroscopy and arthroplasty. This international meeting was held at the renowned Miami Anatomical Research Center, which Badia co-founded in 2005. Now, let me go straight to some other very important uh, uh, topics and details you need to know about him. We might not be able to say everything right now. You know, in 2010, he launched OrthoNow, the first immediate orthopedic care center in South Florida, later franchising the concept, which can now be licensed to orthopedic colleagues and healthcare systems, and currently seeking the optimal strategic healthcare partner. So he's an entrepreneur as well who says a medical doctor cannot be an entrepreneur. So let's uh-huh. talk to Dr. Badia today so he can enlighten us and even tell us more about who he is. So welcome on board, I'm Dr. Badia, how are you?
1: I'm wonderful, thank you so much, Sean, for having me.
0: My pleasure, my pleasure. You know, you have a very wonderful profile, you know, <laughs> a surgeon, an author, an entrepreneur. So can you tell us, how were you able to to make this happen, because I, I, you know, I have, I've had to speak with a lot of doctors who feel and think they cannot do business because of their p- profession. So tell us, how did you make this happen?
1: I realized that the the healthcare system is woefully inefficient, and it was really driven out of frustration. I founded OrthoNow because I I noted that all patients who came to see me with the problem of the hand, elbow, shoulder, had already been somewhere. And that other place usually was a waste of, of time and money, money money to the patient, money to the referral source, the employer, the insurance company, and, and money to our entire healthcare ecosystem, which is gonna be approaching 20% of our GDP. It's twice as expensive as the next country in line. So right. I, I, I didn't, do those things because I said, okay I'm not busy enough as a surgeon I, I you know I, I didn't start ortho now honestly to make money. on the contrary it's, it's really cost me a lot of money and because of that journey, that's what led me also to write the book because I felt the public needed to understand. So all of your listeners, if you're wondering why is it so hard for you to see the right doctor why do you have to go through these hurdles? and get these authorizations and delays and, and you get these bills that you don't, I don't understand the bills I get with my own, with my own medical care, all of these things. <laughs> I try to make sense of that in the book. And my biggest challenge is getting the book to be really awareness amongst the public. And, you know, whether it be a, you know, a CNN or a, a wall street journal, somebody picking it up because until that time, um, it's, it's, it's folks like yourself, uh, Dr. Ogulu, and thank you for the opportunity. It, it's, it's really only through communication like this, that people are going to know about the book, um, and, and consequently the problems with our healthcare system. And, and that's, that's why I did it. Um, my, I want to be clear, my, my main love and the thing I'm, I, I think I'm good at is, is being a surgeon. The other things I did because I felt it just needed to be done.
0: All right. Right. That's great. You know, um, typically, most entrepreneurs, they get into business initially for the money. You know, money is important. Yeah, We're not saying sure. money is not important. I, I I typically say <laughs> immediately after oxygen, the next important thing is uh, money. <laughs> you know, a lot of entrepreneurs <laughs> and well, yeah. You know, they get in for uh, the money. Then later on, they realize that it's more purpose driven but you from the beginning you said it's purpose driven you did not get in yes. for the money that's a beautiful one that's a great one thank you so much for yeah. all you do thank you yeah so uh, tell us about your book you have a book um that you are working on right now can you please tell us about the book what's the title do you have a copy with you there
1: yeah no no the book uh i'm I won't say I'm working on a second edition, although I, I have to admit I'm. I've been thinking about it. People are pushing me because there's a lot of developments. The book is called Healthcare from the Trenches. So you see, I'm I'm standing in a trench with my scrubs on and, and a and a shovel. Yes. Because yes. you really feel like you know when you're in healthcare, and it and this is not you know the Dr. Fauci's of the world and the, the, the Dr. Gupta's who are, who are all. You know, very esteemed uh, physician, but they're they're in a different area. They're not they're not seeing patients every day, fighting the battles that all physicians and other healthcare uh, uh, you know uh, providers. I, I hate the word provider, particularly for physicians. It's an insurance word, but um, but you know, whether it be nurses or technicians or or allied uh, or uh, health health professionals. Like uh, I work a lot with PAs or nurse practitioners. Uh, all of us who are touching patients directly go through a lot of struggles. And and th- so the book, the subtitle is An Insider Account of the Complex Barriers of U.S. Healthcare from the Providers, in quotation, the Providers and Patients Perspective. So okay. Okay. this with 26 contributors, they each have small uh, area. I wrote 90 percent of the body of the book, I would say. Okay. Uh, but it's it's to point out the problems. That That's a, the goal of the book.
0: All right. So it's, uh, it's titled um, Healthcare from the Trenches. So for Correct. those of you who are listening via podcast, and um, those of you who are watching us now via Facebook and YouTube, the title of the book is Healthcare from the Trenches. All right. So where can they find this book to buy?
1: Uh, main main place is Amazon. I, I, I in uh, some discussion possibly with publishing houses to get, but but you know most people get their books now from Amazon. So,
0: yes. Uh, yes sure.
1: You can also get it online with Barnes and Noble, but uh, Amazon is quite easy to have a Kindle version for
0: uh, okay. for those of you
1: who like electronic. Uh, uh, for folks like myself, Polly, I imagine like you, Dr. Rula, we we want to curl up with the book and. And fold the pages when oh, you want
0: to. Oh yes, oh uh, yes. When you <laughs> want to
1: talk to somebody about that, or or argue with me about it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I just did that yesterday with a. Um, I want to shout out to a doctor Peppy Granite. Peppy's in her in her mid eighties, still doing family practice. Okay. And she wrote a book, um, which is up there, and we we met yesterday, and we talked about our respective books. Oh okay. And, and, she had a bunch of, you know, inserts in each of the pages of, of <laughs> things that she wanted to speak to me about. Oh. So it's, yeah.
0: Yes, 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 yes. It, it, it could be fun, you know, when you are engaging with um, authors about, you yeah. know, what's in their books. And, and I love to do that a lot. You know, I ask a lot of questions. So, yeah. So uh, for those of you listening, you can purchase this book on Amazon go right now and buy this book it's available for purchase and uh if anybody wants to reach out to dr badia his website is currently being displayed on the screen for you you know you can always uh reach out to him is that your website is it correct 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 that's
1: my website and there is a link there to the book there's a website for the book with videos describing each chapter
0: oh okay Okay. it's easier to remember one website we
1: all have so many sites uh, they can even find ortho now which we'll talk about I'm sure but they can even find ortho now through through my website
0: oh okay great 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 yeah um, now apart from you having that book right what are your what are your plans for the next 5 years based mm-hmm. on what you do but with your book and your your practice
1: yeah, that, that's actually a very easy question, because I want to immerse myself more in the clinical part, in being a, a hand surgeon, upper limb surgeon. That, that's, like I said, that's really what I'm good at. The business, like many physicians, I, I do struggle, but I, I had a concept, so I'm I'm, I'm hoping not, I, I hope it doesn't take five more years. It's been a while, and I, I want to find the right um, healthcare company, or or say a company that wants to get into healthcare more. For example, you you read about even Amazon uh, tried this, and I, I had some communication with their the chief person um, who's no longer with them, and that that actually failed. So I imagine uh, they'll they'll try again. Uh, so I'm hoping to find a company like that could could be Walmart, could be CVS Health, that wants to really bring a retail medicine, make 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 healthcare really accessible for people, including our app, which is one. Uh, our, our, our ortho now app has won several awards so that's what i want to do so that i can concentrate more on medicine and i i'm about to open a, a second small office in new york city which is my roots
0: okay Tom. great. So, <laughs> oh, and then i
1: did a surgery on tuesday in washington dc it was my first one so wow. i flew to washington monday i saw the patient we did the surgery like almost in the shadow of uh, the capitol building and um and then i flew back home uh, that night uh so that's what i'm hoping more and then the other thing i really want to do is expand the missions i do some medical missions okay uh, and um I'm, i've been trying for two years to organize one in in ecuador but the the pandemic has postponed yes the, uh, site visit so uh, I've, I've done this in ghana in Af- western africa of course i've done it in uh, in guatemala in the past i've done Volunteer stuff in Bolivia, Peru. Uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to doing that in the next five years. Probably, you know, every three months or so. That would be I would really uh, like to do that.
0: Oh, great great, oh great, 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 great. Okay, so now from the you know, let's go back to your book because that's one of yeah. the major reasons why we're here today. Yeah. Um. What are the key takeaways? What what you know? What would the readers benefit from? Reading the book, generally. Well, they're,
1: they're, they'll they'll better understand the the hurdles that we go through to provide the care, right? You would think you just go to a doctor, they make a decision, you follow that, you you either get better or you don't, and then we we pivot. But no, the reality is nowadays there's uh, many many barriers, uh, barriers to get to the right type of doctor, and even when you do, every time. Uh, with with most insurance companies, every time I make a decision, I have to have it authorized, okay. approved. And when you there's a whole section in a book called called authorization is a four letter word, <laughs> because right. um, we know it's money more than four letters. But it really it, it it makes those those physicians you know really lose their cool because you're asking somebody who doesn't know anything about the field to approve your decision. And <laughs> the problem is not only that, the whole concept is really ludicrous, let, let's, let's be very honest here, uh, but on top of that, that causes delays. And and I, I, I believe those delays are intentional, right? And and when there are delays and multiple steps, that increases the cost. Right. So we all are concerned about the cost of healthcare, but if we could minimize these unnecessary steps, maintaining oversight. I'll always say that there's in every profession there's bad apples. There's people who who do things maybe they're incorrect and appropriate, uh, or uh, or only to to make money. Uh, I think that's a minority, but uh, but we can have oversight without interference. Okay. Oversight without direct interference. So the book will gives you many examples, like the one I just gave you about authorization, as to why. Uh, and, and the, you know, you realize this when you're in the trenches, you can, you know, you can be a a very famous professor at a medical school and and not realize this as much. Because if you're in the private practice and the it, it, every day seeing patients, you realize, and this is one of the reasons we're seeing this so-called physician burnout. I, I talk right. about this. I don't like to use the word burnout. Burnout. Burnout means that you're not very resilient. No, I I think we we describe it as moral injury. It is morally injurious to a physician to uh, to have to request permission to do a treatment and and to often be uh, denied. Uh, and you are the advocate for your patient. Right. So if somebody is telling you that's that's very difficult for somebody who took an oath and spent, you know, in my case, you know, 14 years of. Uh, of education and then training um that's very difficult to swallow with somebody who's sitting at a desk in in another city
0: right right uh, right i i get that and 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 what you're doing now is brilliant you know the, the 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 main thing is just to get people to uh read this book and understand those concepts and understand those right. uh, challenges that are in the book so what what plans other than the book because you know um, the main people who need to uh, take decisions on this issue might not have access to this book. So what plans do you have to reach out? Well, I'm
1: you know we, we do a lot on social media where we' we're, we're talking uh, about the book and about the principles. Uh, the thing that I'm really doing for the first time, uh, in my life, is I'm really trying to establish relationships with some of our legislators. Right. Um, I'm uh, I'm very happy to say I just had a, a breakfast in Miami in with um, Vernon Buchanan. Vernon Buchanan is oh, yeah. a, uh, a congressman who mm-hmm. will probably be the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee this year. And if anybody who follows government knows that's the big committee in Congress, Ways and Means basically uh, figure out figures out the ways and the means to pay for something. So they are in charge of healthcare spending. Right. And I'll tell you, he really understands. Uh, I mean, he has my book. So does Senator Bill Cassidy, who's from, uh, who is from Louisiana. Um, He is a uh, a gastroenterologist. He's a physician. His wife is a surgeon and he's in Washington fighting for all of us. And these guys get it. And and so do many non-physicians. I think it's, I think things have gotten so bad with healthcare that, and and you know, I'm sorry for anybody in, say the insurance industry or the big, big, big hospital healthcare system who's listening. Um, we haven't done a great job, you know, communicating right. the physicians, the people who actually provide the care, because right. <clears throat> the person running the the, the insurance company. You know, most of the times doesn't know a lot about it, medicine. <laughs> um,
0: so,
1: you know, and I understand. I'm a capitalist. I came from. I was born in Cuba, oh, so okay. I, I believe this companies should make good money. I have no problem with that. I have a problem though when when they're making money at the expense oh, of people not getting the exactly. care they receive, and they're getting the care they receive in a much more expensive manner that if we didn't do it that way. We'd actually have so much money left over for the people who need it. Right. You know, for right. a less fortunate society where you're gonna have in any society. I mean, even in a poor country, there are really poor people. In a rich country, there are, you know, moderate and, and poor people. Right. Um, and all everybody needs access to care.
0: Right, that's true. That's correct. And and that's 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 what I keep telling people, you know, it's expensive to you know, if you do not have plenty of money, you wouldn't want to go to the hospital. And that's not ideal. Yeah. It's it's not a great thing to do. And I'm glad you are doing something about it. You know, and, and I know there are so many other doctors out there who are also doing something about it. And yes, we would love to have them on our program just to reassure people. Because right now, you know, the 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 pandemic has increased the level of depression globally it has increased the level of anxiety globally it has increased the level of domestic violence and even hunger globally you know and if people ordinary citizens those who are not wealthy do not have access to medical care then why 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 are we leaving
1: yeah that's the point of society right is to to have specializations so that people work together otherwise we can just all go you know and live in the woods and live separately and fend for ourselves <laughs> we, we have people who are expert and um and and yes but the, but our hands are are really being handcuffed
0: right uh,
1: the physicians they, they that there is an incredible frustration and 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 you should be aware your your listeners should be aware that people are retiring in droves i mean yes. it's not just the police officers who are quitting um for similar reasons uh, not not as violent thank goodness but uh but physicians are uh look I myself am cutting down now I'm doing it in a way that I can also have more time to give back because I want to go All right. uh, and, and give back but at the same time I'm I'm uh, I'm not seeing as many patients as I, I used to and I I just don't you know there's only so much frustration you can take so right. I worry about the doctors who are coming in now I really am very worried about the future.
0: Right, right. I, I get it. So now what's your advice for that doctor who has been going through this frustration that, you know, doctors go through and, um, you know, they feel they can't do anything. What's your advice for that person out there right now?
1: Yeah, well, the, the advice is actually quite simple. We need to collaborate more. Exactly. So. Um, So, you know, there are going to be people, you know, I I can tell you 10 things that I'm terrible at, but one thing I think I'm good at is, is, is is communicating. I took the time to write this and I don't get a lot of collaboration from my colleagues. I don't get a lot of people saying to me, Hey, what, you know, there's a a very well-known physician. I've tried to to collaborate with him. Uh, They call him uh, D dog or something. I I forget. He's, (laughs) He's a very interesting guy. He has a Millions of followers, and I reached out to him, and he was very nice, but there was not a real sense of okay, let's roll up our sleeves together. Let's find like-minded physicians who are willing to put themselves out there, and willing to 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 sometimes to risk, uh, you know, because these, there are some risks about this uh, for our own careers even. Uh, but but we don't collaborate much. And the the, the title of a uh, chapter four in my book is is called Cats colleagues and collaboration right cats because if you speak to anybody especially non-physicians who work with doctors they say it's like hurting cats to get <laughs> us to to make a decision one of the one of the reasons that ortho now has not taken off sufficiently is that if there's a group of 10 surgeons who would benefit from having a, three or four ortho nows in their community there's always one a couple who will you know say well i don't see the reason for that uh, and and then nothing happens and and this is what's happening in healthcare and, and I can promise you the people in the big healthcare systems and, and the insurance companies all know and they all kind of laugh about how doctors are when they're you know having a, a scotch at the end of a tough work week all right uh, i because I've been there I've heard them speak because you know I'm I'm, I'm sometimes one of them because I, I am on the I'm sort of the administrative uh, leveled occasionally. Uh, and, 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 you know, we have to realize that, that not all the doctors are going to be very good, as you said at the beginning, uh, you know, with business or, but, but, but listen, that's because they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, being physician <laughs> and, and working hard to take care yeah. of their patients. Yeah. So we should not, we should not take advantage of their altruism of their, of their sense of purpose. And that I think adds to the moral injury is that when somebody knows they're doing the right thing and they're not looking at the clock? Because you know, when you get paid some code to go see a patient in the middle of the night at a hospital, you're not—you're doing what you need to do. You hope you can do it in half an hour, right? right? <laughs> but it may be three hours that you're there, or four hours, and and in the end, economically, that doesn't make sense. But that's okay. Most 98% of physicians aren't thinking that way. They're doing what they have to do. So let's not take advantage. Of them because if not just like the police officers just like many other sectors people are going to get tired of it and it's starting to happen so i'm I'm, i have my concerns
0: wow 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 so so um it means like you mentioned something about risk so which means there are risks for physicians to come out there and speak about it and you are embarking on this journey and you're ready to for that risk right I am
1: because I've, I've been in practice long enough, and also about 10 years ago, I, I realized that um, I can be what they call out of network, meaning patients can see me if they have insurance, but many times they will have some out of pocket because I do, me and many other doctors just realized what the insurance company is willing to pay us is really what what, what they think it's worth. And of course, it's, it's almost always going to be less than what it's really worth. So right. I don't see as many patients. Uh, i also have the luxury of, of being in miami which what was always an international city but now after the pandemic is a super uh, <laughs> international dynamic city i mean the, the you know the people from silicon valley or new york area who who have who've come down here so i'm yeah. very lucky that that my practice is a little bit different i'm uh i'm frankly not that concerned if you know so many insurance companies you know blackball me um I, you know i it's like a John Grisham novel. I hope I don't have to check the brakes on my car, you know, in my medical center. <laughs> but um, you know, you can you know, you can ask Mandela or, or anybody who's tried or, or, you know, Martin Luther King who's tried to, to change the system. There there are some risks, right, right. And, uh, but I'm not alone in this. I mean, not not at all. It's 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 just that a lot of physicians um, may, for one, a lot of them. Uh, more than 85% of physicians are now uh, coming out of medical school are employed. Right. So they're, they're not doing like like I have now. I'm solo, which is really rare. But even in a group practice, most physicians now are actually being hired. Uh, you know, a salary, just like any other. They're, they're, it's not the traditional private practice. And uh, so those folks are going to be a little more afraid to speak up. Right. And, and I hear stories about the contracts they sign with these uh with these hospital groups and they're 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 very onerous um i mean i had an amazing discussion again with dr granite yesterday she she wrote articles in the in the early 90s late 80s okay that, that uh echoed and 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 forecast what we're going through right now it's it's quite amazing
0: wow 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 now um okay someone asked a question let's just pull up that question and see if uh, okay, Hidiat um, Simbo, she said, "What can be done to save the health future of a common man? A common man. That's I, I think yeah. she's probably referring to someone who does not have <laughs> a good job, a good you know uh, source of livelihood. So, what can be done to save that? Take take the same."
1: level of interest of healthcare inefficiencies as an issue as we have with other societal issues, whether it be, whether it be police brutality, or, or Black Lives Matter, or, um, or, uh, you know, saved our, our ecosystem, have that level of interest and talk about it, talk about it on social media. Okay, I want to hear a little bit more than just what Kim Kardashian is wearing.
0: Exactly. (laughs) I like that. You know,
1: I mean, all these things are fun. I I I succumb to clickbait all the time. Okay. You know, I like pretty girls like the next guy. Okay. But what's really important really is these issues in society. We've done a lot to make some headway. I'm hoping, you know, we make some headway in some of the other issues I mentioned. But with healthcare, people just have come to accept it and accept that their insurance company denies them this or or, and look at what your physician is being paid to do. You know your 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 aortic valve replacement in your chest to open your chest and put in a new valve and save your life. Look, take interest in what Medicare or Blue Cross is is reimbursing that person for that level of work. And 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 certainly be very aware of the liability issue, doctors. It doesn't mean that we shouldn't get sued. I I hope some of you saw another podcast uh, called Dr. Death. Okay. Um, You know, there are bad apples out there, but the amount of frivolous lawsuits against physicians doing their best, you know, medicine is not a hundred percent. And the public needs to understand that I can tell you many surgeries I do that I know is well over 90%, but there is nothing I do that is 100% successful for every single patient. Right. I mean I've done a carpal tunnel release which is a really routine operation for a, for a hand surgeon and the patient comes back and you know oh, my, my I still have numbness in my hand what's going on and 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 honest my answer is wow I don't know. I mean I definitely took the pressure off the nerve but there are physiologic metabolic issues all right of neurotransmitters etc that, that we understand at a science level but sometimes uh it's just unclear and if somebody has a an untoward or adverse result. It doesn't often mean the doctor did something wrong. Some people say five percent of our healthcare costs to defensive medicine. Okay, I talk about that in the book about tests being ordered just to cover their butt. Doctors don't want to do that. Doctors want to order the right test that is called that is efficient, uh, indicated. But but sometimes many doctors are 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 worried about. About that, and there, there has to stop being an adversarial relationship between our patients and us. When insurance company delays or author, you know, doesn't authorize something, please realize we're in the same boat. Right. Don't. don't I rarely see a patient get get angry about their insurance company. I, I, <laughs> I, it baffles me. Don't don't you realize you're paying them the premium? You're not paying me a monthly premium. If you are, please write to uh, Dr. Agula and send me your monthly I'll all your, all the surgery you need. Um, yeah. But but nobody gets upset about that. It, it's quite amazing. Yeah, and so- I don't even want to talk about, you know, a wide receiver that makes $30 million a year. I, you know, it, 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 you know, if you are, you use the word several times, you know, less fortunate, poor, and you're the biggest fans of these sports, let's understand as a society, we need to get things under control. It shouldn't just be, our entertainers, and right. athletes, who you know, make this and you know the, the person, you know, cleaning the hardworking woman who cleans my office every day. I mean, we, we all respect what she does, but they, they they cannot be paid less.
0: That's true. So basically you are saying people out there have to be more intentional about you know communicating what they want the changes they clamor for, the changes they want. They have to be more intentional about speaking up. So those who are listening to podcast, um, Dr. Badia is encouraging everybody to make sure they speak up. You can be the voice. You can be that change. You can be just that one voice that needs to be heard to effect the change. You never can tell who you are sitting with that could be the key influencer. So use your voice, be more intentional, and speak up. Am I right, Dr. Badia? That's, that's right. I mean, we uh,
1: look, I I, I, ju- I just um, I just had a discussion with the assistant of our, our wonderful county mayor here. I've been trying to meet for quite a while. And of course, just, she has a lot of other responsibilities. But this has been a decade-long process. We're just, even at my community level, I'm trying to convey some of these issues because they they just don't think of it at this level. It's not just a budget item. There is a reason why all of these things are more expensive. And and we, we have to understand that. And part of it is your readers, if when they go to a, a physician or the hospital and they have some issue, and, and that issue maybe is related to something out of the doctor's power, we need to talk about it. You need right. to talk about it and you put it out there so that, because you'll see other patients Will chime in and say, "Yeah, I had that experience too," and um, and, and we need to talk about it. Um, and this is what I'm trying to do it at my own community level because you know when I see patients uh, on on Mondays, I generally see the most patients. It, it's it's honestly a horror story for me. Right. Okay, you got hurt at work. All right, where did where did you go? I went here. Then oh, they sent then they sent me here. Then and I'm thinking, boy, that your fracture was a month ago. And I'm the first person in a month that's seeing you actually know something about the fracture. That that doesn't make sense.
0: At all. It's like
1: you've come in to see me for your eye. Okay, I'm a doctor. I was even an emergency room doctor for a little bit in Manhattan to make ends meet. And I can tell you, I don't know a lot about the eye. I do not come to see me about your eye. And it's the same thing when you have back or shoulder or knee pain. You want to see the right person. And the system... Is not facilitating that. We need to talk about it. Right. Because I hear it every Monday from patients, but it 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 has to be it has to be talked about loudly, not not to me because I have the same frustration that you do. You know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So thank you so much for that. And someone asked, I don't know if that's the right question. She actually said, "How do you flanks, Doctor Badia?" How do I flank? Uh,
1: F L A N K S. Uh, maybe, maybe it was a typo.
0: Okay. okay. I, I, think
1: I think that, that sounds like a a, a a football maneuver as a running back. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, all
0: right, I, I think so. I played
1: rugby, not football, so I don't know how to flank. I, I think uh, that might be a typo.
0: I, I think so too. All right. So, um, all right. There's so many questions here about you know. Because of our time, we would not be able to take all these questions. So we want to thank you. And please, guys, remember, you can purchase the book. It's titled, um, where is it? It's Healthcare from the Trenches. Healthcare from the Trenches. Go on Amazon right now and purchase that book. And for those doctors, those medical practitioners who have always had the mindset that it's not possible for you to become an entrepreneur at the same time, being uh, a physician. Now, Dr. Badia has come out to um, change that narrative. Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you are right. So it's a matter of you making up your mind,
1: having a mindset of
0: possibilities, it's... you know. So so thank you so much for today. You've shared so much and uh i believe people will go and purchase that book and you have encouraged people to use their voices to speak up yes speak up Sweet. about well, now we have, we have
1: social media this is a tool uh, you know i'm seeing this with my children uh this is a tool we did not have you know <laughs> less than a decade ago it's That's unbelievable true. how we can really impact society but you know we have to realize there are uh things that are important as well, you know, including the main issues we've been discussing society, but I mean, healthcare, I can't think of things that are, are much more important, especially when you or a loved one needs it.
0: That's true. That's true. So are you um, participating in um, tele telemedicine? Do you? Oh Yes.
1: uh, Well, before the pandemic, because many of my patients do come, from abroad so before they jump on a plane to see me it's it's very smart for me to review their x-rays or mris examine them remotely i you know i, I say you know lift your shoulders show me your external rotation point to where it hurts you can do a lot with telemedicine and at yes. least when they come to miami i already i already know uh, what's going on but we we do this from around the country not just not just internationally
0: oh that's that's awesome yeah it's it a great, great tool yes yeah so you already um uh... Ahead of the game, so which is quite good. Yeah, so for anyone who wants to get in touch with Dr. Badia, you can uh, go to his website. It's um, Dr. Badia, D-R-B-A-D-I-A.com. drbadia.com. You can also um, follow him on um, social media. Which um, social media would you want them to uh, reach out to you?
1: Yeah, the uh, the the Instagram for the for my practice is Badia Hand, so at Badia Hand, and then also at Ortho Now because OrthoNow Now is really the innovation of healthcare delivery. It's, right, you know, walk in or, or the big sentence of so that one, and then there's a uh, Facebook Ortho Now. We're on uh, we're on Instagram. Shoot, I even did a little TikTok video that my <laughs> that my <laughs> medical assistant got me to do. It's quite funny. Um so we are uh, we are trying to you know educate and 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 learn I love to learn from uh, from uh, patients and colleagues who will write in um it's you know look it's it's essentially a free platform
0: so right. this is a
1: great opportunity
0: right 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 so thank you so much dr Badia you have um you have shared so much information today I know you have uh, touched the heart and souls of some other mm-hmm. medical uh professionals here and they will reach out to you now those of you who want to collaborate with dr badia uh this is the best you can go to his website this is the best time to reach out to him and uh he needs your support he complained about lack of collaboration and this is the time he needs collaboration from all of you so reach out to him and uh probably you would be able to work out something. So thank you so much, Dr. Badia. And uh, now would want you to just have a one minute advice for people out there. You know, a lot of people have been impacted one way or the other by the pandemic, depression level. is up there. Anxiety level is up there. What's your advice for people right now just one minute before we go how can they overcome this um, challenge we just went through how can they move forward
1: well i think in life it's o- always important to maintain perspective so even though many of us were impacted um adversely by this by this uh, challenge there's been many uh, pandemics in you know much worse in in history i I was reading a book uh, from where I trained at Bellevue hospital and uh, the things pe- people overcame years ago without the benefit of drugs or real, real healthcare. Um, and, uh, you know, many overcame. So I think just maintain perspective, um, you know, keep, keep, uh, keep working hard life is often a struggle, but that's what makes those uh, those moments uh, bittersweet is when uh, you, you work hard for for what, what rewards you may uh, gather for you and your loved ones. Um, so I, I think keeping positive and maintaining perspective is, is, is very important and, and, and don't lose hope.
0: Right, thank you so much for those powerful words of encouragement. Don't lose hope, do not lose hope. Every human being was born on purpose, with a purpose and for a purpose. For as long as you are still alive, No matter what challenges you're going through, you are special. You have a purpose to fulfill in life, and that purpose has to be fulfilled. You are blessed. You are a masterpiece because you were created by the master. You're a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. When there is life, there is hope. Keep doing your best. You are stronger than you think you are, and uh, always remember, that you are an abode of greatness so thank you so much dr badia for uh taking time out of your busy schedule we've been here thank for 44 know. minutes i uh, really do appreciate you and uh until next time i hope you would uh when next i call you you would uh, show up to talk about your book how far you've gone with the book and how far you've gone with the congress and uh, all those uh, lawmakers <laughs> so thank you so much
1: thank you
0: yes